Hello and welcome to another episode of Field Notes, Business Line's weekly podcast on all things agribusiness and commodities. Uh, I am joined as ever by M R Subramani, Business Line's editor for commodities and agribusiness. My name is T R Vivek. This week we will talk about yes, you guessed it, the dreaded, dastardly, diabolical second wave of COVID-19. In the immediate aftermath of the countrywide lockdowns last year, the food and agri supply chains were severely disrupted. Many farmers couldn't harvest their produce because labor had disappeared almost overnight. Even those who could harvest had nowhere to sell, and various state governments uh, had to uh, put in place agriculture-related COVID war rooms to ensure that uh, farmers' harvest found the market. And more importantly, to keep the supplies in the wholesale markets and retail markets of big cities. With the onset of the second wave and reports of which are, are seriously disconcerting, wanted to ask uh, MRS. MRS, uh, what kind of impact do you see uh, the second phase having on resupply chains? Uh, is it going to be as bad as the sort of the initial teething troubles we had uh, in large uh, last March, April, or are we better prepared? Are the systems uh, more geared to such shocks now? See, last year initially there were problems, but after that I, there wasn't much problem because the government allowed free movement for agricultural goods and other things. That was one reason why you had record procurement of wheat, and uh, it was also another reason why the rural part of India boomed uh, last year, uh, and we saw good sales of tractors and other things. This year the fear is that some of the workers who have gone from say plantations in South India, usually in South India uh, the Uh, labor from north and northeastern like north means i i mean uh, from states like jharkhand chatisgarh then you have from west bengal assam and other places uh, we have uh, workers being engaged in south india uh, karnataka kerala and tamil nadu they have all gone back this year a little early uh, mainly for the election because uh, those people who have come from uh, west bengal have all gone to vote again assam also is having elections so they have gone for those elections and then uh, that's been followed by the uh, new years in those places the fear is that that these people might not return if there are going to be uh, restrictions in place that is the main reason for uh, these people worrying mrs you spoke about uh, bumper harvest in terms of wheat uh, mm-hmm. but what about everyday essentials i myself wrote a few stories last year about how farmers mm-hmm. were literally stranded you know with their harvest with uh, with the supply chains not uh, uh, functioning efficiently with uh, you know um, all of a sudden demand had also dried up you know because hotels and institutions and you know mm-hmm. everything had shut down so uh, yeah. there was no demand at all again are we faced with the specter of a similar situation this time around as well or this will be better last time the fall in demand was temporary because the, uh, because people were trying to settle in and the people were uh, moving out but uh, once all those things happened and government stepped in to procure i think uh, there wasn't uh, much of problem uh, but uh, i agree that uh, you know uh, certain crops or vegetable prices of certain crops or vegetables dropped sharply no, because mr so, if you remember yeah. last last year uh, in uh, yeah. chennai for instance coimbedu yeah. was a super spreader you know if you remember uh, a big spike yeah. in 
in in the cases in chennai happened in a in a cluster in in coimbedu yeah. through vegetable traders and and people who bought in the trucks um yeah. and and the market had to be shut down for quite a while and the market operated yeah. uh, you know uh, uh, somewhere in the outskirts of chennai in, i think in tirumal yeah, yeah. so that being the case and this time with the the virulence being much higher we in fact had a report uh, yesterday i think on the apmc markets in gujarat being shut yeah yeah no uh, if yeah. if these things happen if apmc yards are shut and wholesale markets mm-hmm. like coimbedu go in for some kind of lockdown mm-hmm. because of the fears of you know uh, spreading mm-hmm. the contagion mm-hmm. or being super spreader hot spots uh, yeah. what impact do we have do we brace up for uh, you know another round of supply shocks uh, yeah. as well yeah let me come to this coimbedu thing which is about uh, hardly 2 uh, uh, kilometers from my residence now last year coimbedu was up and working even during the peak of covid in april see the shutdown was announced on march 24 but coimbedu function at least until first week of may and that is why it turned into a super spreader because nobody uh, you know ensured that there was social distancing nobody tried to check on the people who were uh, coming inside and there were people who were coming from outside the state uh, god knows how many of them carried uh, covid uh, into Uh, coimbedu that was the reason but after that tamil nadu government they closed shut down coimbedu and they shifted uh, trading to tirumalai and they also ch- shifted a part of it to madavaram and other things after that they were functioning but probably we consumers in, in chennai paid a little higher price for the commodities but we didn't have any problem as far as the supplies are concerned uh, this year uh, also uh, you know like uh, there are concern but i'll tell you in gujarat uh, right now what has happened is the apmcs have been only uh, temporarily shut down that they are trying it for a, a week or so i don't think the government would want it to be closed for a longer period because but, uh, harvest but is, is on par will the decision be in the government's hands given how things are going the government, government may not the want to which... keep it shut but but if 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 case count goes up and the kind of pictures yeah. uh, emanating from many parts of the world especially from gujarat it mm. might become unfeasible to keep Uh, business as usual so businesses might be a problem but uh, see uh, wheat has to be procured so they'll be up with some measures see the government will definitely look at the farmers and agriculture because uh, in the long term they are the ones who are feeding the country so that the uh, nobody would want to uh, you know uh, let them starve because if they starve now then uh, it will there will be it will it will have a uh you know uh, continuous effect uh, down the chain what are, so uh, I, M- M- mrs uh, what are the options that the government has to uh, safeguard uh, the operations at apmcs uh, are there any alternative systems uh, that that the governments could could come up with to ensure uh, the working of the supply yeah chain? yeah one is that the, the government could do like what some of uh, uh, the uh, you know silos in madhya pradesh did like Uh, they give uh, they ask farmers to come at a particular time for delivering to ensure that there is not much of crowd i mean you give a time slot to farmers so and ensure that there is social distancing and there is no clash that could be this one would, uh, this, one this, this would even work for uh, essentials like vegetables silos i can understand yes. for uh, d- uh, dry grains and and cereals might work but no but the government for, uh, for for the for the vegetables and other things probably one good way would be look at telangana's example last year where many products were uh, picked up from villages they set up uh, uh, collection centers from villages and similar uh, uh, you know models were tried for even milk collection last year how did we ensure 
milk was supplied. That was because uh, milk was collected. Uh, what I was told is Karnataka government collected milk from the rural places and then supplied it uh, even free of cost in Bangalore. So the government can definitely step in and government wouldn't want the agriculture sector to, uh, to be affected by COVID. I, I don't think any, any sector, maybe uh, low prices, but they wouldn't want to uh, see the farmers getting affected. Last year, it happened in parts of, uh, in some parts, like uh, I, I'll tell you, for example, in Tamil Nadu, the banana growers suffered because exports didn't place because all the uh, shipments came to a halt uh, during the peak of uh, uh, COVID. Uh, I'm, what I'm saying is between uh, in April and May. So exports came to a halt and then uh, farmers had to let their uh, bananas uh, on the field to rot on the field. Uh, but okay. I, I think, uh, yeah, but there are precautions the governments are uh, working and also some of the states uh, could be, uh, no, some of the states are heading for elections. Some of the states could be uh, uh, seeing some new governments or, or, a new, or, or even new uh, ministers coming in. So they wouldn't want to be, uh, I mean, they wouldn't be uh, uh, want to be seen as lacking in effort. So there will be definitely uh, uh, some action from the government. Like what I'm saying is like last year, uh, agriculture sector was exempt from the lockdown. They were allowed to move down. And even as you say, I agree that uh, as, as regards wheat, there were some problems like farmers wanted to carry it to the uh, uh, flour mills. So in Uttar Pradesh, they were stopped and uh, Finally, it, it took a day or two before the whole thing was sorted out. There could be misunderstanding and other things, but uh, the government wouldn't want the whole thing to get aggravated. But definitely, the agriculture will be one of the fields where the government could focus on. To ensure that, one, nobody starves. Two, the farmer doesn't get affected because uh, uh, his producers get caught. Uh, the, uh, the government is fully aware that this is a peak harvest, uh, harvest period. And... That might be one single reason why various state governments are hesitating to, you know, impose a total lockdown or a lockdown for over a period. Maharashtra is an exemption, but the other places you see, Uttar Pradesh or others, they are only talking about a night curfew or something, not something, uh, not uh, measures to curb total movement of people. MRS, the um, uh, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about was, you know, this very literal. Uh, silver lining in the dark clouds in the form of uh, the weatherman's update on on monsoons. Um, you know, both uh, the private for forecasters, SkyMet and uh, IMD have predicted uh, normal healthy monsoons uh, uh, this year. Uh, yeah. Given the criticality of, of monsoons in the Indian economy, especially the rural economy and consumption there, uh, yeah. Can you share some details about about how healthy, uh, how good the monsoon is expected to be by by the forecasters? The forecasters expect a ninety eight percent of normal. That means which is almost normal. See, okay. like long period average, ninety eight percent of the long period average. I mean, this is since sixty to, to uh, till now. They have taken an average of the rainfall that uh, we have got, and uh, IMD as well as SkyMet, they are saying that. This year we will have a good uh, uh, monsoon. Okay. What you call is the long period average. What I'm saying is the long period average. Uh, we have had uh, from 61 to 2010 okay. is 88 centimeters for the period from June to September. Now okay. IMD is saying that uh, it could be 98 percent of that, uh, given plus or minus five percent. Okay. 
climate is also uh, visual and uh, regular on set day expected date of arrival no. or, or hitting the hitting the core so usually uh, monsoon begins on june 1 but around next month around 15 we will get to know when the actual onset will happen uh, it all will start from say showers from andaman and nicobar and then it will travel down deep south to trivandrum and before going covering the entire part of india it should start normally on june 1 uh, we will uh, we'll have to wait to see what forecasters say when the onset will actually happen uh, but the the most positive thing about this forecast is that it for the third consecutive year that we are going to have a normal monsoon which augurs very good for india because uh, last two years we have had record uh, wheat production record uh, paddy or rice production we have had record maize production even pulses we have done well uh, uh, maize also we have had a record production uh, if if the uh, forecast holds good and then we, we might be in for uh, another a bounty uh, agriculture production on that cheerful note mrs we'll sign off and uh, see you again next week with another episode of uh, business lines field notes podcast thank you